0: Welcome to the new episode of Libertarian Los Angeles. I'm here with Nils Narenheim, the newly re-elected uh city councilman of
1: Redondo Beach. How's it going, Nils? Good, 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 Sean. Good to see you. Good, good to meet you. This is great. Uh yeah, newly elected is right. It's battle. It's tough. It's fun.
0: Yeah. You know, the, for this is for all those people that say libertarians can't win.
1: <laughs> you know, listen, that's the biggest misnomer in the world. We can win. The biggest thing that I found is, is you gotta know and understand how to speak to your audience libertarians have uh, a lot of crap cross-platform realistic ideas and you can easily win just got to understand how to message that that message correctly
0: what would you say was the big messages that got through to the people in redondo beach
1: you know we we had a very uh multifaceted. one is i'm big big on land use and i understand land use really 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 well um and that's the biggest driver. Most local cities, actually, believe it or not, are uh, are about land use and how, how communities use their land. It, it's really uh-huh. important. Um, you know, COVID was a big deal. We've had a very moderated response to the whole COVID situation. We, even though uh, we're in L.A. County and we've experienced some of the worst of the COVID, our community has been uh, least hit by, by COVID actually, and where numbers have been really low. And we have not, I fought a mask mandate tooth and nail. It's just stupid. Two of our cities next to us had a mask mandate. They were fining people left, right, and center, and their numbers were way higher than us. And, <laughs> um, you know, things like that. And I guess, you know, I, I really, uh, my message has always really been to my beachside community. Redondo Beach, so you know, is is along the beach, it's I represent the one mile portion of the beach. I'm a lifeguard down here in the beaches near LA County lifeguard, and I, I really brought it out there. The fact that I'm I'm you know of the beach community, I want to save and rejuvenate our beachside community, our beach town, beach town character, and people really connect with that. They don't want the Santa Monicaization with the dense traffic and and noise and density and yeah commercialization. You know, it's
0: I love that you mentioned that because a lot of people would assume incorrectly that a libertarian just going to try to gouge as much stuff in there and cram as many people in there for profit margins and things like that, as opposed to thinking about keeping the community a certain way and keeping that, the, the, what do you call it? Like the culture. The of cool, yeah, beach. The,
1: the beach town, the character of our community, you know, yeah and it's funny you say that Sean, because it, it it comes to property rights i i I will tool any libertarian any person out there when it comes to property rights and and zoning and things like that because zoning is is uh it's one of the original things that have brought a character of a community and why you live there you look at zoning and you can understand where they get their tax revenues where they get their um you know what's important to them what what is the vibrancy of their community just look at the zoning map that's all you need to do uh-huh. And, and what libertarians don't understand is that, you know, can I just buy a piece of land and put in a seven, tear down to my R1 house and put in a 20-story condo building? No, you can't do that. Why can't I put in a nuclear facility? Why can't I put a rock-crushing facility in an R1 neighborhood? Those are uses that are incompatible with each other. And there are impacts that spill over to the other neighbors whose house values will degrade because of those impacts. And you have mm-hmm. to do that as a whole. Traffic and parking is a huge deal. You know, people, hate, Libertarians hate saying, oh, don't tell me people I need parking spaces I need to provide. Okay, well, if you have a 7 Eleven and you require 100 parking spots and you only put in 80, where are those other 20 parkers going to go? We're going to spill over in the public streets. Now what? Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, I like that. that uh, that's really cool. So, uh, like, what kind of uh, did, like, Obviously, as a beach person, you like the environment. What other kind of environmental issues do you get to deal with over there?
1: You know, it, 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 that's a great question. And uh, so, I, I actually am endorsed by the Sierra Club, League of Conservation Voters, and I say my, my soft spot on the libertarian side is is more the environmental Some of the some of the environmental causes. Uh, one of the things that I do that I do uh, do support uh, is we in L.A. County some something called the Measure W uh, Water tax. It's a parcel tax on per, per square foot of your of your parcel. And it's basically, um, I support it for a couple of reasons. You get taxed on the amount of square impermeable square footage on your land. So if you have 5,000 square feet and you put concrete on where the whole thing, well, when it rains, where does that water go? It goes in the public streets and it goes into your neighbor's yard. It goes somewhere else. It doesn't go in the ground, doesn't, doesn't replenish the aquifers. Uh-huh. And you'll get taxed on that square footage. But if you have fully permeable ground, 100% permeable ground, or you capture 100% of that water and you dump it right back into the ground, then you don't get taxed. It's kind of like uh-huh. the, 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 the true libertarian sense, hey, take care of your own. And if you don't, we're going to charge you for it. Yeah, uh, that's so- interesting.
0: I never heard of that. I really appreciate. Yeah, it's a measure W.
1: And I, I, say it's, it's funny. I always say this to people who do, who do work or have like the, the rain barrels. I always say, "Hey, uh, you have the rain barrels. You, you, you changed over your, um, your, you got some impermeable ground, a permeable ground. Now got rid of your concrete uh, driveway. Well, have the county come out and uh, reassess your property, and you'll get a re- re- deduction in the parcel and part of the fees they charge you in the property tax."
0: Man, that's nice. I, yeah. that, that's cool. Uh, a city councilman actually telling you how to save money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the, the other thing is, too, people understand, like, clean water is really important. I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's a resource we all share regardless. You know, stormwater it is it's something I didn't get into when I was, wasn't was in this position. But when your water, when the water goes on the streets and it goes into the storm drains, it, crap, it brings all the crap with it. And then it puts it in the ocean. Well, you know, that's yeah. a shared resource. Fish, you know, fisheries, everything gets attacked by that. And yeah. you can capture that water, filter it through a filtration system, and then put it into our groundwater to replenish our groundwater, which we've absolutely completely depleted, by the way. You know, our yeah. groundwater around here used to be 50 feet down. Now it's like 80 to 100 feet down. Really? So, yeah, it, it, it's a problem. And so it's, it's a shared resource we have to really think about. So that's my my softest spot. Uh-huh. Um, when it comes to to things like that, but otherwise, I just fight all the fees and taxes everywhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: What what uh, what's the uh, makeup of the city council there?
0: How many members and like, so recovery? great?
1: Yeah, great question. So uh, just uh, on the top, as, as, as most people don't understand, uh, cities have two types of forms of government. Off the pat, off top of the head, they have a uh, council city manager form, which is what we have, where the city council makes rules and policies and then they hand and they have one employee and that's a city manager the city manager then uh, executes those policies and those ordinances and rules and you know budgets and whatever else along the way the second type of city council you have is um i forgot, forgot to turn exactly off the top of my head but basically you have a weak council and a strong mayor where the mayor actually runs the city so la city for instance mayor of our city, he actually runs the city he uh-huh. determines the budget he determines. he does hiring and firing he does Um, he sets the tone. He sets a lot of policies and the city council comes in and does a lot of checks and balances and gives an okay to the, to the budget. And uh, you know, says we we passed this new policy. You now have to adhere to it. He doesn't have a choice. He has to adhere to it. So Uh, we have a, we have a city manager form of of, of government And within that um, city manager. We have five city council members and one mayor. And uh, our mayor doesn't get to vote. It's not a rotating mayor. A lot of cities have rotating mayors. So you have five city council members, and the mayor ro- rotates around. And I'm the uh-huh. mayor pro tem right now. So if the if our mayor steps out, I I act as the mayor. So what does the oh, mayor wow. do? Right. That's the next natural question. Well, Redondo Beach, the mayor does a couple of things. That he can veto a three-two decision. So something passed three-two. He doesn't like it. He'll just he can veto it either on the spot or within five days a written veto. He's used, uh, exercised that quite a bit and and to my liking actually and to my uh, asking <laughs> actually he's he's done that which is nice. I have a really good relationship with, with my mayor. He, we see eye to eye on a lot of things. That's good. Um, and then the other thing he does is uh, he set he runs the meetings, um, and within the meetings if we have a tie vote a two two tie he can step in and break the tie. Uh-huh. So that, that's important. So he's actually pretty powerful, but he can't make motions. He can't vote on things. So in many ways, he's a lame duck. So when he is useful, he can be very powerful in, in what what he does or she does. You know, had past multiple past female mayors. So uh-huh. um, yeah, so it's a three-two uh, or for, for ma- uh, majority council, five council members. We have five districts in Redondo. Um, we're about 70, 69,000 people, uh, each council district is about 1.1 square miles, roughly speaking, and, uh, 15,000 people, nine, nine to 10,000 voters. Um, and my district district one is the highest voting population in all of Redondo beach. Um, (sighs) we, we, they care the most, they vote the most, they donate the most, they know exactly what's going on there, read the newspapers. And then we have, we had about a 35, 36% turnout rate. Um, last election, my first election, we had 41% turnout rate, a couple of big issues. And then in North Redondo, they have like a 25%, 26% turnout rate. Um, <laughs> they don't – some of them don't even realize they live in Redondo. <laughs> yeah. But it, you know, there, it works itself out.
0: Yeah. Are there quite a few registered libertarians there or did you uh, – We have, you I a lot believe, of the
1: exact number. I think it's it's 550, I want to say um i'll have to look it's a great question i i look all the time Since i just got through my election i you know i would look all these numbers all the time yeah yeah Uh, yeah we we don't have that many but it's we're gaining a few here a few there republicans have definitely dropped off the democrats have have leveled off it's a no party preference that has really uh really exploded actually really Um, we're just tired of the partisanship at the back you know Ridiculous, and just so everyone knows, and why libertarians can run and win in local council elections, we don't have an L or R or D front of him. It's nonpartisan. So you oh, really? Hide, oh, nice. yeah, you hide away, you get away from that, and and you know, usually time when people start bringing this, bringing that in, people start turning off on that.
0: Because the same thing happened with Jeff Hewitt. His was like that too, and yep, you know, that's he's done. Yeah.
1: Yep, nonpartisan as well, and and that's a very powerful seat because. Listen, I have a huge liberal uh, progressive support base of mine, huge, and, but I also have a very conservative base as well. I mean, I have Trumpers. Get, and we you. get
0: all the good, important things, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then in the middle, I just try to squash in the middle of the general voter and say, hey, I got that stop sign for you over there. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> so. That's cool. Well, let me let me take a break real quick, and then I want to come back and talk about the actual race, see what that was like.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Hi, thanks for listening to the Liberty Blues Network. Make sure and check out all three podcasts on our network. We have the Liberty Blues, a progressive and a libertarian walking to a bar and libertarian Los Angeles. Let us know what you think of the podcast and rate review follow or whatever you can, wherever you listen. Thanks. Now back to the show. All right, we're back. So I want to hear what the race was actually like. Like who did you, who did you run across? Like was it, uh run across, Who did you run against? And, um, was it uh was it a close race or how how did that go
1: so uh yeah i'll i'll, I'll leave the, the the closest the turnout factor towards the end so you guys can kind of yeah uh ponder that um you know just to go back in history this is this is my second term here in Redondo Beach i have every term's 4 years i ran 2017 against an incumbent uh there was a huge waterfront development project uh, a mall the size of five walmarts including a 700 seat movie theater that was, holy shit yeah it was they were trying to build, shoehorn this into a small little 20 acres in a harbor, in a harbor, all public land, by you. And They were going to sell off this lease as, as a lease for 66 to 99 years, depending upon what parcel you were looking at. And um, so, I ran against the incumbent who voted for all that. Um, in Redondo, we got to, you have to win 50 plus one, so that's a majority, not a plurality. I got 48.95 percent of the vote. I need like 25, 30 votes to get the majority. So and it was three of us that were running. One person got oh. 9% of the vote. and The other person got what, like 30, 40 or 38% forgot whatever it is. And uh, so I got to a runoff and, and I went to a runoff and I won with 61%. Oh, man! It was in 2000, 2017. And yeah, I, and I had a lot of tricks up my sleeve with that. You know, I noticed <laughs> that pe- people, one of the things that I noticed is, you know, if I attack and try to get the people who weren't, didn't vote, um, you know, there's there we had a 30 40 percent turnout rate. So at least 60 percent of the of that fat middle there that had made decisions. So I went after that and and uh did well. So on the second time around now, um for a re-election, I went against a school board member, sitting school board member who um and I really exploited this. Um, he didn't want to open up the schools at all. He was anti-opening, he uh he fought the opening of schools they delayed it he was on the side of the unions that just wanted to keep it sh- you know shut down um <laughs> i had my minions out there doing their thing you just you know showing that left right and center people weren't too happy about that i'm really good on land use i've done a great job last couple of years with my community kept reminding about stop the Santa Monicaization. and so and for those of you that don't know what stop Santa Monicaization means that just we don't like the, the density the traffic the overcrowding the um, you know, the homelessness that goes along with with all that urbanization of our beach town. Um, and, you know, people pick up on that message. And uh, the first vote count, I got fifty nine percent. Oh, man. And yeah. And, and usually the incumbents, you know, conservative votes co- go really well for the, the first vote count. And then the second vote count, which had two thirds of the vote, uh, came in and I ended up with sixty one percent. that's great yeah i i trounced him i mean he's he's an elected official on the school board Mm -hmm. sitting there you know and i just absolutely trounced and um you know a lot of support from the mayor and some other places and uh you know i was walking around i just went door to door during the campaign and just started knocking on doors hey what are the issues what are you talking about immediately i noticed people didn't really have issues people were generally speaking they were happy
0: Uh Yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's funny how people that you know they, I guess you know people will be say you know certain groups of people are anti-science, and then that then when it comes down to them wanting to trust the science on what everybody's been saying about schools for the whole year, you know, I mean the message was yeah. coming out of Europe that schools were safer. Yeah. So you know they just they ignore it when it when it uh, yeah. suits them. It's, it's just a, it's great. It, it's
1: it's the usual political thing. Let's do the science as long as it fits our political belief, right? Yeah, and when it's not our political belief, it's not. It's not. Our, it doesn't fit our political belief. Well, then we'll use different science, different numbers over here, where we we'll use scare tactics. But it's the children. Yeah. You know, in the South Bay, here is my my competitor. A year ago, when this whole coronavirus hoopla really just started, it was. It started in in the schools. There was one or two kids in in a different school district outside of our city, a couple miles outside of our city, that had the parents had coronavirus, and all of a sudden it was. Oh, we have to shut down all the schools, get the kids out of schools. We don't know. Oh, my gosh. I had this big meeting and all the school board members from around the South Bay were there, and I was there, other elected officials, and it just turned into this big pandemonium. Protect the children. Okay, well, you know, it's like, what do you do with the children now? They're all sitting at home with, what, the grandparents? (laughs) Stick the kids with the grandparents that you're trying to protect? Like, wait, what, what are you doing here? You don't think about that for a moment. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I, I always say I have relatives living in Germany and I, I just looked in Germany. What's Germany doing? You know? And then and they always come say, Oh, Germany knows what they're doing. Oh, their schools are open. Right. Yeah. They, they had crowds during the summer. Uh, now they're in full lockdown again. Maybe they don't know what they're doing. Right.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: So how did
0: you, uh, come to be a libertarian? Were you just born that way? Like, uh, some people are, uh, what was your journey?
1: You know, it, it, yeah, it was a journey. It's a great, great question. So, um, you know, my I grew up in a household where my mom was uh, listening to Larry Elder, the sage of South Central. I and mean, you guys don't know, he's an American uh, fellow who just has been on the radio for, I don't know, 30 or 40 years now. And he is just, he he's very conservative, Republican, libertarian speaking. And I'd listen to him all the time. My, my parents were just all about personal responsibility. And like, who cares what anyone else really says, you know? Um, they were registered Republicans, and I fell in the registered Republican uh, group. And then, um, you know, it's funny. One of my brothers was a staunch uh, socialist, and then he went off to school and he read. And, and he and I always had these big discussions when we were younger. We, we, we didn't shy away from from politics in our household. It was it was we talked about it all all the time, but just various subjects. And he went off to school. And he read and ran, and he read it, and he got done with it, um, and he got done with the first book, and uh, Atlas shrugged, and he calls me up and says, Nils, this is your thinking. You need to read this. You need to understand <laughs> what's going on. And I'm like, really? Okay, why? And so i read it and i'm like oh this really just explains with objectivism you know and libertarians really get pissed at aaron Rand because of objectivism but yeah you yeah. can't have you can have objective objectivism without libertarianism but you truly can't have libertarianism without objectivism because we yeah. look at things through a different object objective lens you know We're way more objective we're taking a lot we're taking the the politics out of things and we're saying oh wait, wait a second what's the true belief here it's the individual Let's protect the individual. How does this trample on the individual's rights? And that's really what we're saying. And so, um, you know, I, I, a few years later, I, I changed from Republican party to Libertarian and then um, got some bad political advice. And then when I first ran, I was, went up against Republican in 2017, changed it to, to back Republican. And then I quickly changed it back to, to Libertarian. So I've been a Libertarian for quite a while, uh, you know, recovering coming from my republican days so to speak yeah <laughs> it's, it's funny though like oh. I, I connect to democrats now far uh, more after i've just i'm i'm tired i'm not going to defend republicans at all
0: you right. know
1: and if, if, if what i said in the beginning our message f- speaks to both sides and yeah you understand i don't talk to democrats about guns why don't piss them off talk them about environment environmental issues you know talk about yeah, yeah. individual rights ada act you know helping out the small person that's what you talk yeah. about to connect
0: yeah i am um, you know i live up here in northeast la in lincoln heights and uh ah. you know, like well, a lot of the a lot of the issues that people up here deal with is like they're trying to keep the community a certain way and you know they don't want it to get gentrified yeah and you have like the uh, uh the the councilman around the area you know he he's been you know selling out kind of being shady with uh contractors like the like the wayzo guy you know uh, yeah oh
1: yeah i'll tell you about Wazo. i mean that happens here that happens every city it's dirty i mean listen i've been sued not once but twice personally individually since i've been elected in 2017 um both were both lawsuits been funded by multi-million dollar corporations in one case a multi-billion dollar corporation it's the company that wanted to do the waterfront development
0: Uh uh-huh
1: and uh so when I read that Weezer story about them getting handouts and uh you know what's the other guy there in council district 15, I want to say or 12, 12, 11 or 12 up in the valley. Um uh what's his name? Uh, okay, it'll come to me in a minute, but he's serving jail time right now for taking. Oh yeah,
0: five. yeah, yeah. I can't think of who I know who you're talking about. Uh yeah. John
1: Lee took his spot. He was a chief mm-hmm. of staff. Um oh, it's on the tip of my tip of my tongue. I'll remember in a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, who's your council member up there right now? Minus the deal, I believe.
0: Yeah, Cedillo, Cedillo. Cedillo. Cedillo.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: yeah cool. that's a rich
1: one. <laughs>
0: yeah. So yeah, but, you know, people here, you know that you know, it's funny, you know, I, I'm in the groups, and I hear these people who had wanted all these Democrats to work for them, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to tell them they don't work for me. You know, they they, no. they they work for themselves, and they promise you the world. You oh, know, yeah. they tell you, oh, we'll save this for you. They'll save that for you. When some of the stuff they say is not even legal to do. So, you know, you know, they so they know they can't get it done. And then, right. then they take bribes and all this. So what would you say to somebody like here in this area, how they should fight back against, you know, say that corruption? What so, would be the know, libertarian thing?
1: Yeah. You know, listen, I, your 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 neighborhood is a special place. I'm actually from San Pedro. Oh, okay. So your neighborhood has a very uh, special place in my heart because there's a lot of Latin culture I see behind you have the day of the dead stuff. And it's yeah, just like, yeah. you know, one of the things that I'm really fighting uh, since I've gotten this position is Sacramento. And, and um, you know, what we are and all these guys are getting in trouble for is our development issues, housing development, residential development. They keep, People keep claiming we have a housing shortage in, in the state. And so we need to build, 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 build right? And yeah. that's where all this big money comes in, residential development big, big money. And so libertarians could really capture on the character of a community, not not uh, gentrifying a community and doing all these massive build up. because when you start having these, these housing uh, developments come in, you cannot build a, a unit, a new unit of housing for market rate, price or affordable housing. It's going to be above market rate. There's too many laws, too many things in place If you build it for below market rate for affordable housing, you have to use, and you use any type of state funds, you have to use union funds, union monies. So it costs (laughs) you $1.6 to build that for a 1.0, you know, uh, project. Uh, So it's more expensive to build. So, you know, those types of communities, I would say, get involved at a local level. Uh, In LA City, you have the community groups, the community districts, neighborhoods um those are really powerful to get involved in uh you know uh let's see what else could you get into for la city in, in those areas it's a lot a lot of boards and commissions that people can can get involved in and that raises a big amount of awareness because you sit on a decision-making platform a lot of cities like your la you're a little you're a lot bigger but a smaller city such as mine or even santa monica even though they're pretty big um, you can get on boards and commissions like a planning commission and make those decisions. Planning commission ha- hands out entitlements for for projects mm. and they do zoning. Um, you can get a historical commission, you can an arts commission, you can get on all these different public works commission. Uh, um, you know, I got I got on my picture here the, the parks, parks commission. These are powerful commissions that do things. Uh-huh. Libertarian on the library commission. And, uh, you know, he, he, he did a great job and, uh, there's a lot of small things you can do to raise awareness, to build that platform of followers and, and understand how your city works. And that's really important because you just don't want to just run for office without, without volunteers and support.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe sometime we get our meetings going up here and, uh, in person, maybe you come up and speak to people up here about it. Let help, help us, uh, get the ball rolling up here. Cause I, we yeah, some, I, I we need some people that know it.
1: I you know what I'd love to, you know, uh, it's uh, I was mentioned earlier about my two personal lawsuits. I just wanted to appeal on on the first one. And so, you know, now we're going to go start going collection phase. And so that's going to start winding down. Hopefully the second one's going to start winding down, too. And um, I'll have a little bit more time to start getting involved and start getting the grassroots out there and education, because what I find is libertarians and people, good people want to get involved, get so angry over the things that you can't really do much about. And so, if you focus that that energy on something that you can do, like getting on a board or a commission, volunteering in a group that um, has a lot of visibility in the community, uh, then you'll raise awareness and you'll start moving that needle towards the libertarian, you know, individual uh, freedom and rights and 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 uh, way method I should say, you know. So that that's important. And hey, even if you don't get all, get there all the way you still move that needle that yeah yeah that direction that's important
0: hell yeah that's great so So did you did you have any other issues you want
1: to talk about like uh in the in the libertarian vein you know uh you know i was just looking here there's 543 people registered libertarians in, in redondo beach and it's it's funny I always sought them out on the campaign trail. I've worked on um all the campaigns here in Redondo in the last couple of years because we have every two years we have an election for the different districts and seats. And it's funny, um, whenever I go lock on a libertarian door. They, they don't want to, they're so anti-government they they hate for the process they don't want to talk to you you know and it's like dude yeah <laughs> come on man I, I i need some help i need some love just give me some love you know um, <laughs> it's, it, it it's tough because you know on the council i'm i'm the only you know uh, right conservative leaning on, on on when it comes to the budget when it comes to a lot of these things you know we had a uh, leaf blower ban that was passed. It was a four or one vote. I fought it tooth and nail. Um, you know, it, it's so much of this is just getting out there and saying your voice. And what is really important is that uh, people realize that your voice is important. And getting out there and saying something, staying standing for what you think is right, and saying it in the right way. The message is really important. How you say it. Treat everyone with respect. <laughs> Um, understand that the different cultural backgrounds and histories, you don't know where someone's been and what, what they've been through. Um, just you know, take a step back and rather than start yelling and screaming, say, hey you no, know, I have a problem, and here's the problem identified, but here's a solution to what we can all work on together. And instantly you can draw more honey or more bees with honey than than with vinegar, right? That old adage. And it's true, yeah, yeah. you know, uh positive, just stay positive. Um, Get involved, Uh, you know, when you see a libertarian running, you know, donate a few bucks, donate a few hours of time, get behind the cause, Um, and even if they're not a Republican, they're a libertarian, they're Republican or a Democrat, but if you believe that they can make a difference and move that needle towards a certain direction for something, you know, get out there and support them. Um, It's super helpful because you can't do it alone. You're not an island, especially in politics, it's all about teamwork. Can't do it on on your own. Politics <clears> is all about team and support. Um, you got to get that machine behind you. So, uh, just uh, you know, it, it's a long, hard process. It's a lot of work. The prior two, three months of an election, you're going to be busy doing doing election stuff. Um, concentrate on that. Door to door is super important. Uh, get to know the people when they say all politics, local politics, well, well, local politics, that's literally you're banging on your neighbor's door and their neighbor's door and everyone else's neighbor's door. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, just just come to people with respect and let hear them out. People just want to be heard this is what I've really listened to. They want to get their opinions out and their voices be heard. Um, and if you give them a practical way of moving forward uh, in a positive way, they're more likely going to support you so uh yeah just go down that path so that's what i'd like to say to people and get involved in all the small things super important don't worry yeah, about yeah. President. who cares about president <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it may I make it local
1: yeah make it local yeah make it local
0: so uh one of, one of the other podcasts i do on the network is called a progressive and a libertarian walk into a bar and so we usually talk about beer a lot so what, what's one of the what's some good beer that's down there in redondo beach i, I imagine you guys got some good breweries
1: You know, uh, it's funny you ask because we actually have a couple of new breweries here. Um, uh, Brewery, uh, there's, we have King Harbor Brewing, definitely give them a shout out because they're based and founded in Redondo Beach, based in Redondo, they got three tasting ones right here in Riviera Village where I'm at, and then one in the harbor, and then one up in North Redondo on um, 186th Street, where they actually have their brewery, and they have tasting rooms, and they have a huge selection of beers there, a great selection of beers, um, Torrance, right next door to us, they have a bunch of uh, uh, breweries, Brewery West and uh, um, Monks, the uh, Monk Chair Monks. Uh, um, uh. There's so many. Uh, there's so many. Uh, and the Strand Brew, Brewing Company. Um, yeah, we could do a whole episode on just the South Bay brewing. <laughs> yeah, you Redondo. can come on
0: our progressive and a libertarian, talk some beer with us. That'd be great.
1: Oh, I'd, I'd love to. You know, hey, bring, maybe, we uh, can, maybe we can come down there
0: and uh, do a, do an episode down at one of your breweries down there.
1: Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that at uh probably at, at the brewery itself and they're in North Redondo. Yeah, you
0: know, yeah.
1: Tom would love to have us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I I think Brewery West. We went to a Brewery West down in San Pedro. You mentioned you were from San Pedro, man. I love that place.
1: That place is awesome. That whole warehouse yeah. that they have set up. Oh, yeah. Great. Oh my
0: God, it's beautiful. It's just wonderful, and the yeah. beer is great.
1: Beer is great. Um. Yeah. They have the. They had some of the food trucks come in and they serve food there as yeah. well. Um, they did a really good job, man. I I I watched when that whole area was tank farms, just uh, huge, t- massive tank farms, and. They took them out and people were like, wow, look at those cool warehouses. We should do something about it. And uh, to to LA city fashion. They took like 20 years to do something.
0: About it. <laughs> <laughs> all so, right. Well, I really appreciate you coming and talking to me and uh, spreading, spreading some libertarian wisdom on us all.
1: Thank you. I appreciate the time, especially making it happen. And uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you for doing all this stuff. Listen, doing these podcasts is huge because it gets the word out. It raises awareness and it provides entertainment for people to be educated to understand that you know what we do is really important so thank you and for, you can much. and you can win you can win absolutely yeah. you can win you guys. absolutely can win man
0: you know i love it and you know if you got anything going on in redondo you know I'm this you know this is about everything in the la area so if you got any issues you want to talk about hit me up and we'll get you back on the podcast asap
1: perfect well i'll definitely do that
0: yep all right well thank you very much and everybody Uh, We'll see you on the next episode of Libertarian Los Angeles. Thank
1: you, sir.